magic is this? What's up, everyone, and welcome back to Box to Box. My name is Harry Hicks. I'm joined here with Tommy McKeon and Max Botcher. How are you boys doing? It's been a little over a week, I think, since our last episode. Uh, I miss yeah, you guys so much. It's been a week and a half. I, I, ne- I never see you guys other than <laughs> this is the only time we talk. My heart yearns for the conversation. <laughs> um, how are you guys doing? Max, how was, how was Miami? Scouting Miami? over there? Inter-Miami? Inter- doing some scouting? Uh, oh yeah oh yes met up with beckham we had dinner um we'll, we'll probably get a podcast uh guest episode with him soon yeah. um no miami was great it's a lot like um it's a lot like las vegas and i feel like i wasn't i don't know if you guys have been to miami been or vegas but miami's like super old which is like what i wasn't expecting mm-hmm. airports like super old like the ceilings are like 10 feet tall like nine or ten feet <laughs> It's like all white, and then like even Miami Beach is like super old hotels and stuff too. I mean, obviously heard, there's like newer downtown areas and stuff too. But yeah, I've heard it's like a tech hub now. It's kind of becoming the the well, tech hub of the East Coast. Is my well, everyone from COVID like moved to Florida like during COVID. Um, yeah. Same well, thing so with like, yeah. Texas. No yeah, income tax. True. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, if you want to hear us all discuss this more, make sure to check out our Business Insider podcast <laughs> every Tuesday. <laughs> my real estate podcast too. <laughs> business um, to business. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, with that aside, though, did you guys get a chance to watch the games or at least the highlights? Max, I know you were traveling. Um, yeah. I, tough, kind of tough results. Uh, Chelsea, we can start with Chelsea with the 1-1 draw to Burnley. Um, a game they definitely should have won. They yeah, had all the chances. I think the twenty-five shots to Burnley is like three or four, um, which is pretty pitiful that they can't pull a win out of that. Um, I I, wa- I watched it after or like a couple of hours after because um, I was golfing with my dad. It was a nice, lovely day. But later later day, I watched it and I like couldn't believe that we drew. I was like, "There's no way we don't score." Probably like three more i watched mm-hmm. who scored the first goal what was the first goal kai uh, yeah Havertz. yeah kai after that we still we like we were dominant it was we had a chance and then we would just recycle the ball and then we would kind of like control the game and then oh, yeah, so like it, oh yeah and i was like there's no way we tie this game there's no way we don't score again um we had like an xg of 3.01 which is like pretty high for like you don't see XGs like that. That's high probably like one of the highest of our season, honestly. Yeah, and it was absolutely dominant. And yeah, it was frustrating. It was frustrating because that Burnley goal was honestly like a pretty good. It was like a pretty good ball over the top, mm-hmm. but like we should have done better. We should have been like, I think we were like itching for the second goal. We were like thinking like, oh, let's like put it away with the second goal, and we were we weren't. There was like no possibility in our minds that they were gonna actually score and equalize. So it was like frustrating. 
Well, it was such an odd ball in. It was almost like a moon ball, you know, like, yeah. and I wasn't sure if the defenders thought like maybe the guy was offsides or if Mendy was going to deal with it. Cause both like Rudiger and Christensen just like stood there and watched. And yeah. so when the first guy just like got the ball and then he headed it over across goal, like there was nothing Mendy could have done, but it was weird. I think, um, obviously like this result, we should have won. Um, but I think I'm going to put the blame. I think a lot of people are putting the blame on Ross Barkley for missing that uh, pretty much open net opportunity that he skied over the top. But I think I'm going to put the blame more um, on Thomas Tuchel. I think, yes, we had all these chances, but come the 65th minute, you could kind of see, you know, Burnley were getting a little bit more possession, a little bit of the tide was turning. And although we still were dominating and we still had the chances, we weren't, we weren't scoring. And I think that's kind of the time. I think a lot of times he waits so long to make substitutions. And I think that's where he puts in Christian Pulisic and Mason Mount, who was on the bench. Um, Mason Mount is like a leader on the team. Put him on earlier if we need that. Um, yeah. Also, same with Hakeem Ziyech. I don't really know what the deal is surrounding him, but obviously he scored in the match before. Mm -hmm. um, so he's feeling a little bit of form or confidence, I assume, from that. Um, and he's much more of a finisher than Barkley is. If Ziyech's in the same position that Barkley's in, Ziyech finishes it. So... I don't think, I mean, obviously we dominated and we should have won. And so I don't think that there's really excuses for anyone. But I think Tuchel should have kind of seen the cracks starting to form or Burnley starting to build up a little bit of confidence and made a decision sooner. Because I guess I'm thinking like specifically, I feel like there was a few instances where the defense was like a little sloppy and there was kind of a little bit of a swell of Burnley support that wasn't there previously. And it's like, okay, you see these things, you can kind of feel it coming. Yeah. Like he has to, he has to make action sooner to put those games to bed. We have to be, if we're going to win the league, we have to be ruthless. That means you have to, if we're down and we're not scoring, put on Mason Mount, our star player for Ross Barkley to seal the game. And I think that's kind of something that hopefully won't happen again, or maybe we can kind of move on from that. But I think, you know, we have to, we have to put these games to bed and these are the points that will come back to bite us like down the line. Mm -hmm. um, so we'll see I guess that'll be something for him to consider my my words against him Reese James had a great life. game though yeah that guy's playing so well yeah mm -hmm. he's and in well. our wingbacks are probably the best, best thing going for us right now mm -hmm. um, well let's talk about the Malmo game a little bit We've, we haven't talked in a while yeah <laughs> so, um, Malmo was um it was like similarly dominant. Like I, I didn't feel like Malmo was gonna um, score uh, less so than the Burnley, Burnley game. Um, but I thought that that game Tuchel made a really good um, change at halftime. It was zero zero at halftime, and then they switched Ziyech and Calvin Adoy at halftime, which is a little strange because they're putting essentially two right footers on the right and two left footers on the left with the wingbacks. Um, <clears throat> but then it really worked out because the wingbacks sort of played a little deeper um, as Malmo was kind of, instead of just like compressing the space and like slowly building up to the, that final third and then trying to break them down, mm -hmm. Chelsea really just like opened up the space. The wingbacks, instead of playing as like alternate wingers, we're playing like as midfielders and then the wingers of Hudson and Ziyech could really like have that space to, to beat their man one-on-one -on -one and put in like 
pretty good crosses, and that's how we scored the goal. Like Hudson Doy had the space. Beautiful ball by Callum. No, it was incredible. But it was because of that switch, and it was like I would never see that. I would never be mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to switch the wingers, and that's how we're going to break down Malmo. So a little learning experience. It was, it was <laughs> interesting. But that like, interesting. also it just gives a different cool. different matchup for the two of them. Um, you know, because mm-hmm. it's kind of like a fresh fresh start just to try try right. their their moves out and see if they can get something past them, which obviously um, worked out. Yeah, so was there a reason why Tuchel didn't make those changes? Because it wasn't like they were, you know, they had a midweek game, either a cup game or a Champions League game. Um, and, you know, they actually have a break now with international break. So it's always, it's always weird. Like, did he, like, save those players or did he just not want to make changes? I think it was because, well, I think Mount has, like, had some issues with health lately with his, like, wisdom teeth or something like that. So I think that's yeah. why he was on the bench to start. But... I think he waited so long to make the subs just because we didn't really like our, we were so dominant and we should have been scoring more and should have been cutting out all those chances. So I think that's why he didn't make them sooner. But I think, um, you know, I think he, I think in hindsight, he should have. Yeah. I think Mount's, I think Mount's out again today for England. Mm -hmm. I I think it's um, either ESR or Foden or maybe both that'll start in his place. Um, but yeah, did you see Toho, what he said, like to the U S men's national team, he was like, um, you know, take it easy with like Pulisic, like don't yeah. play him too hard and stuff like that. <laughs> it's also also... like a, it's a weird, like give and take between like the coaches because they're both trying to be selfish, you know, like obviously mm-hmm. Berhalter wants his best player to play, but Toho doesn't want him to get hurt again. Yeah. yeah, it was also Actually, kind of a message to uh, to Pulisic because Pulisic in U.S. Men's National Team games gets like extremely into it. And he's, he goes like, so hard. It's like slide tackling and like he injures himself because he has like he has passion. But <laughs> Tuchel probably uh, hates that. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it, it'll be interesting to see. Actually, um, kind of this international break will be um, telling for a lot of Chelsea injuries because. Um, for those who are getting kind of back onto the field, Mount has not really been out for that long, but Pulisic like to see if he how he performs, assuming that he gets um, a bit more game time for the U.S. team. And then also for Lukaku and Timo, I think both should be fit afterwards, after the international break, or at least within a week or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of how this all how how this all plays out, and also how Chelsea starts to line up after. Um, some of those guys who have been hurt are back. Um, to see yeah. kind of what that does to someone like Kai, what does his game time start yeah, to look that's like? The you biggest know? question is, will Kai? I don't think I don't want to see Kai in a different role. Like he's been I playing think, well. Yeah, I think that's his role, and that's where he's been playing the best. That's why he was like when we were having our Champions League run, and it was like Mount Kai Timo. Kai was playing pretty central and like dropping in and like playing. Um, it was pretty fluid, but he was kind of the, the false nine, bringing those center backs in. Um, and it's going to be weird if we're going to... It's going to be interesting to see if we bring back Lukaku and we just become stale. And yeah. we just something has to change if that's, also we have, if that's the case. Our games get significantly more challenging after we kind of had an easy stretch of games. But I think our next three games are Leicester, Juve... Uh, United, so those games mm, yeah. are all a lot Two bigger. tough games and United. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Even, dude, even well, even Juve, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Juve beat us. And I, they they, they should, we should win three games. We yeah, should we win should. all three. 
Yeah. Um, but you know how it goes. So the we'll see. yeah, the difficulty definitely goes up a little bit more. So yeah. Um, um, all right. Should we talk about Bayern Munich? Maybe. Yeah. I was. Some um, other two. <laughs> I was. Well, I was worried about this Bayern game because I didn't realize Freiburg like before. That was their first did, loss of the season. Yeah, they didn't lose. Unbelievable. Like, that, was their, that was their first loss. And like even yeah. this game, it was like two one or whatever. So like, it looked like they played well, and um, I thought we were gonna get a game with uh, Byron having a clean sheet, but of course it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> um, was it like ninety third minute or something like that? It was yeah, it was like stoppage time. Um, but it looked like obviously moving forward, the attack is playing well. I think actually Upamecano said like what we've been talking about all season is Bayern is really playing in a back three because Mm -hmm. going forward Davies is so far up on the left side. Sané slides over with Muller. And then even on defense, Gnabry plays basically as a wing back with like very little um, defensive capabilities or responsibilities, I should say, Um, which is what Upa was saying. Um, so like I think they're like still struggling to like figure exactly out like positioning wise, especially in transition, because like Davies can only like cover so much ground. Like he's like attacking so much, and he had a great game this weekend. But like he's in the box, you know. So like on a counter attack, it's really like just just the three of them, and like chemical mm-hmm. maybe drop back with them too. But um, I think that's why they get caught out so often. Mm-hmm. Upe Makano listens to the pod confirm. Yeah. yeah. He knows what's going on. <laughs> yeah, he's heard our insight or reviews of him. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely, you know, we've talked about this kind of the past couple of weeks, but I think their strategy is just to outscore, which um, most times they end up doing, you know, mm-hmm. um, which I guess if it works, um, send it. Per se. I think but, like, oh, you can go here. Uh, no, I was going to talk about Freiburg, so go for it. Um, I was going to say that. Like Bayern lining up in a four-two-three-one is honestly like that. That that's meaningless because you watch them play and it's so fluid. And what's really true is they um, like certain players have roles. Like Davies isn't lining up in a traditional left back role. He, his role is to like come back on defense when he, when he does, but also really operate on that left-hand space. Like he's essentially like a box box midfielder, but on the left, left the entire left-hand space. Did you um, just say box to box? I just said box to box. <laughs> <laughs> That's a box to box moment. <laughs> um, Frame it. But like, like Flip no, it. no other left back operates like, like him. You know, I can't think of anyone that can operate. That can like he does get back like a wing back to would, but he also I guess he is more like a wing back. Mm-hmm. But then the system would be more of like a a three four two one with Sané and Muller being the cams and um, Lewa up top. But I think just like using those like formational terms doesn't say much when you yeah. like watch the game. Like are there three that. That's that's a three four two one, and Chelsea apparently like sometimes plays a three four two one that looks incredibly different because they have different players in different positions with different skill sets. You know, yeah, it's like it's it's basically positionless, and also when you look at it, it's it's also not symmetrical. Like on the right side, like Pavard mm-hmm. is not playing the same role as Davies at all. You wow. know, and yeah. so that's why I think on on attack and on defense, 
the whole formation is kind of like shifted. So like the left side will be so forward and pushing over to the right, but the defense has to like go back and defend like as a three, you know? So like Hernandez right. needs to slide over left, Upa in the middle, and then Pavard on the right. But Pavard, of course, is not going to go up as much as as Davies is. So it's just like they're all like shifting around constantly. Sané's floating around. Um, Muller's floating around. Um, so it's like it's actually crazy to see. I don't know what Nagelsmann like tells them in the locker room, like what he even like is saying. <laughs> it's like well, you know those like clips of like Pep Guardiola like just be like, "You go here, Thiago. Yeah. You go here, Rodri." What do you switch now? <laughs> it's like con- it's like constant stuff, and the players are just lost. Nagelsmann is like, like you got skill, go for it. Yeah, it's just like I think he has a lot of trust in his players, which is like yeah, probably great as a player. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I'm sure. That actually, honestly, they get so much freedom playing under him, and they're winning. So I think they would probably yeah. would feel pretty good playing under him, which is um, hopefully good, or hopefully yeah. that's true. One bad thing right now, though, is Bayern is having kind of like a little COVID outbreak. Like, oh, uh, really? yeah, there are some players that are um, reportedly unvaccinated. So like, and they're being quarantined right now. So like Muziala, Gnabry, Chupo, Kimmich, um, Suler just tested positive. So like, there's like a little outbreak. Um, oh, good thing they have a two-week break right now. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, like Germany yeah. is going to miss like Suler, no Werner. Um, yeah, that's true. So, I think Germany's fine. I think they'll qualify against Liechtenstein <laughs> today. You know, it's it's crazy going back to the USA like Mexico game tomorrow. Um, it the game against Mexico for the US always seems like World Cup final. Like always, uh-huh. yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like insane. Like everyone's talking about it. Like walking around the streets, like people are like wearing jerseys. You know, like I feel like yeah, I wait. see more Mexico jerseys. I was, do you know what time it is tomorrow? I mean, I think that's our. It's, if you guys are ready to move on from Bayern, we can talk about that game tomorrow. Yeah, it's at yeah. eight ten Central Time and then kick off. Okay, I'm gonna be in Cincinnati. I'll be on the on the lookout for a postage sighting. Yeah, yeah. you should. Uh, no. You should go to no. a tailgate. Yeah, actually, no. Like Bayern goes on. Um, like bike rides before the game and like some teams do that. What if you just like <laughs> see the entire US men's national team just biking around? <laughs> a London bike tour or something yeah. like that. <laughs> well, who is who is the player that like I think it was like PK that like goes to games on his bike or something like that? Ben Foster does that. Ben Foster's like loves to oh, bike around. The YouTuber, yeah. Yeah. He actually vlogs. Didn't have a crazy great content. He has save. I forget what it was. Maybe he saved a pen or something. I thought he had a crazy save over the weekend. I forget who he was playing. But um, should we t- give a little run through on some lineup pr- predictions for the US team tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. I was thinking I was taking a look at the uh, Costa Rica lineup, uh, which was our last game, 2 1, um, which honestly could have been 2 0. Uh, it was that first minute goal that mm-hmm. uh, Coast, or, yeah, Costa Rica earned. Um, but honestly, I think like we looked pretty good. You know, I thought that was like a pretty convincing win. Right. Um, and I think that should be kind of pretty much similar to our best lineup. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Pulisic plays. But honestly, I think um, I think Timothy Weah should start if Pulisic doesn't, which I think sometimes he doesn't start. But the guy's incredible. He scored 
like the go-ahead goal for that game. Mm-hmm. Um, has that drive similar to Pulisic where he's fast and quick on his feet. And also the guy like plays for Lille. He's like playing for them against PSG. Like those are big caliber games that he's being yeah. tested to play. So I think he deserves a start. Yeah. And he won the so, league last year. So what's your exactly. top three? I think, well, if Pulisic is still hurt, I think it should be Brendan Aronson, Timothy Weah, and uh, Ricardo yeah, Pepe. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but if Pulisic is there, I think I think he'll probably start over Weah. Um, but I think maybe then Weah should come on for Aronson as an impact sub or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, are they all righties? I have no idea. I'm interested to also to see how Pepe keeps going because I think he's had all this, a lot of hype and he's been playing so well. So I'd love to see him continue. Yeah, progress, yeah, yeah. but it'll be interesting to see if he can actually maintain it because I think well, Zardes isn't on the bench. He's not in the squad, so it's going to be either Pepe or way up top. Um, so we'll see. He's got to he's got to show up. Um, yeah, that is interesting. Actually, I didn't realize that. Um, and then in the midfield, I think if you guys want to take a step back, I think McKenny, um I think if he's fit and. <laughs> like good to go i think he should start i think some for whatever reason that's been kind of in contention lately but i think he's um i think he's in still, my he's mind is no doubt and then same with tyler adams tyler adams is the rock of this team yeah 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 tyler adams and mckinney i mean you could sub out one of them maybe it would be mckinney probably for musa you know well, i think and musa I think- should start as a th- as the third i thought he played so well against costa rica i think mm-hmm. he should be that should be the three midfield yeah midfielders um, I think the guy Luca Della Torre, honestly, he impressed me a lot um, coming on. Uh, but I think he plays a better role as a super sub because he is—he does bring the ball forward a lot more than some of these other players. And so, if we do need that extra boost, he's kind of like a Kovacic-like player where he'll bring the ball forward um, and kind of get into those more attacking positions, which I think is necessary because um, Tyler Adams isn't going to do that, and McKenny maybe will do that once a game type of thing. So, mm-hmm. right. I agree with that. I think um, it's interesting when Gio Reyna comes back, is he going to be playing in more of a right-wing role or is he going to take the um, spot of Musa or McKenney, honestly, because Musa's been playing, to, honestly, to the level of McKenney, and yeah. I think he had a better game last game. Um, um, so I think that'll be interesting. What do you guys think of uh, Brendan Aronson? I can't really tell how I feel about him because i know he's a good player i know he's like an attacking threat but i don't think he's better than giorena um i, I or, think you know, i need I don't to really see more what his, yeah i need to see some like output i feel like yeah yeah i recently i was watching him not only in the u.s um but for salzburg and he does seem like a flair player where he he he, he can he has like the, the skills and definitely the um the technical ability, but like, I haven't seen that many goals out of him that much like final product. And it mm-hmm. seems like he, he has this like image of being a really good player, but um, I'm not sure if he actually is, you know? Yeah. I think that's, he's the one that I'm not kind of confused by. Um, I think if Giorena comes back, I think that's kind of an easy swap in my mind. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it, it'll be interesting. I think this will be another kind of, I feel like every international break is telling, but I think they are because the every there's so few games that every game matters so much. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think these players really need to perform if they want to keep their spots. Um, and I think Brendan Aronson is one who really needs to perform because he has 
Pulisic and um, Giorena like kind of waiting in the wings just to yeah take, take his spot as soon as they're fit. So he well, needs to is, show that he's worth it. This is his opportunity too. You know, like with both of them like on, the, on the bench, like he needs to show Burhalter what he can do. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, like speaking of confused players, like I'm kind of confused if I think Zach Stefan is good or not. Like I, I don't know I, either. I, I have no idea because like when I see him play, like even for city or like for the USA, like I feel like he's like a big dude and he looks like a good goalkeeper, but like, I feel like I don't see him make that many saves. And then you have Matt Turner there. Who's like started like the last five games. So you could yeah, easily think, put in Matt Turner and have him start. No, I agree with that. And I think Zach, the thing is whether they're, whether Zach Stefan is more talented than Matt Turner or not, doesn't really, um, matter too much because Matt Turner is getting so much more game time um, mm-hmm. for his club. You know, he's starting most of his games, so he's in form. He's kind of ready to play for Zach Turner spends for Zach Stefan, um, spends so much of his game time on the bench and maybe gets like three cup games a year for city. Yeah. You know? Um, and then when he does, sometimes he has like, remember that one against Chelsea in the FA cup, I believe he had that huge, um, mistake. So, yeah. um, yeah, I don't, Even in I don't the last it, USA game, he had like kind of that like little dribble and ball that just like he was like caught flat-footed. Um, oh yeah, I, th- I don't know. Really... Yeah, that was the one against Costa Rica. That it was in the first yeah, minute. Yeah, yeah. It was. Oh, it was just like on. yeah, yeah, yeah. It really like could have been stopped pretty easily if he was pretty. Mm-hmm. He was just like direct about it, like grabbing it. Yeah, yeah I, I, like I, I agree goalies, that Matt Turner should be should be in there for now. Yeah, and I think goalies. That's like such a like position where you have to be playing to be confident you have to be playing to be good you know whereas something like pools like maybe he hasn't been playing but he can come on and he can do what he needs to do and if he's not pulling his weight or he's not making it like a change he gets subbed and that's that um, yeah, there should be a, a distinct goalie you first. need you need to be ready to go so yeah. i think I, I would like to see matt turner um starting uh, um, right, to go for it i think but the concern is Serginho Dest is out with a back injury. I mean, DeAndre Yedlin is probably going to play on the right, um, which is like, all right, like whatever. That's just um, a little unfortunate. But I think um, someone who I'd never heard of before until I watched that Bayern mm-hmm. Gladbach game is Joe Scally. Yeah, I'm excited about him. was incredible in that game. And I think he plays – wait, he plays on the right. Yeah, right wing back. For oh, oh, yeah. Let's put him in there. Let's put him in. I don't know, if, I don't know how defensive him. he is. I mean, I honestly, I, I've only watched him in that one game, really. But I think he starts like almost all of Gladbach's games, which is really impressive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, the thing is, John Joe Yedlin's not really a right back either. He's more of a right wing back. Same with Serginho yeah. Dust. They, kind of yeah. they all kind of aren't very defensively minded. So if you are going to play someone, I feel like Joe Scali probably deserves it. Um, I know sometimes we prefer to go with like a little bit more experience, but I think Scali is obviously been playing um, regularly for Gladbach. So I don't know why he couldn't do it for the U S team, you know? So obviously, yeah. I mean, if he does get the start, that'd be a very high profile game to get your first cap in, but I agree. Um, I'm all for cool. playing players that, uh, that are in form, you know, oh, like, yeah. like looking at like England right now, um some of these players like if they're not in form or they're not getting game time like it doesn't matter how big of a name they are i think you should put in like 
the players that are like actually playing games every week and like scoring goals and assisting goals and having you know putting in good performances. Do you have I, I, do you have like specific players in mind, or who are you? I feel like about? I feel like um, Ramsdale, like the goalkeeper for Arsenal. Yeah. I feel like he's playing so well. Yeah, like, that's true. Saka's playing very well. I'm going to name like Harry three Kane's Arsenal not. players right now. Like uh, Emil Smith Rowe too is playing so good. So like someone like him should get the start over like, I don't know, like Sterling or something or someone that's like, just not like really playing or doing anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, like Pickford, like Pickford's good. Um, forgot the other goalkeeper. Maybe it's Henderson. Nick Pope or Henderson. I, I think it's Henderson. Mm. But um, Henderson gets some games, right? Not really, because he was la- still... he was last season, but then De Gea started playing like De Gea again. So yeah, so like Ramsdale probably plays every game. Like Leno doesn't really play. Yeah, and yeah. I mean this wouldn't really benefit England, but um, I think Ramsdale was a midfielder, and like so his distribution is like great. Um, and that's not like really how England plays or how Southgate plays. Honestly, I don't even know what Southgate does on coaching wise. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, but like he chooses he the top name from four years ago and then goes with it. And then just goes with it. And then like I think it kind of protects him too because if he takes the he's like unwilling to take any risks yeah. or like any of these young players or up and coming players. Like I don't know. But Sancho, like, did he even get called up for the England team? Does anyone know? I don't know. I know Callum didn't, which is unfortunate. I don't think Sancho did either. Um, it would have been nice to get, have Callum get the call up since he's been playing so well for Chelsea. Well, I've been yeah. seeing that if he doesn't get the call up next time, next time he's eligible to switch to Ghana, and he might do that. He might pl- play international soccer for Ghana. Oh, Callum? Which would be, yeah, which would be unfortunate because I think in like a year or two, he could be. Or like even now, he could be, um, he could compete for a first team spot on that team. He has well, that he, skill set. It's just like just there's so many players. Right? Yeah, there's so many players. Like he has to compete with Sancho. He has to compete with mm-hmm. um, a lot of players. And even if he does get called up, he'll just sit on sit on the bench, like Chilwell and Reese James, um, who are incredible players. So I think if I'm Callum, I'll, I'd play for Ghana. It might be. Yeah, a good time. Off. Yeah, a good time. Him and Thomas Partey, right? Isn't he? Doesn't he play for? Oh, really? I think so. That'd be dope. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, right. do, you guys, do you guys want to make some quick predictions for uh, the U.S. Mexico game tomorrow, and then we can wrap this episode up? Uh, I think it's two one Mexico. I know. I'm kind of what? nervous. <laughs> I think it's two one Mexico. <laughs> I mean, it's in it's in the USA. It's in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. So, like, at least we don't have like we have like the fans behind us. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm don't going know. four three USA. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh my god. Um. Oh fuck! I don't want to. I don't want to give Mexico the win. Um. So I'll be confident. I'll say two one two one US USA. Um. I'm going. Timothy Wea and Ricardo Pepe goals. They're gonna think- steal the deal. I think Adams gets a Cincinnati goes wild. Goal. <laughs> yeah, Cincinnati. I think Adams does. I mean, he doesn't score that much, but like I think Adams gets a goal, and I think Pepe gets a goal. Actually, no, 
I think just Adams because I said two one. Two one. Yeah. Two one loss. Adams scores an own goal. Oh god. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen. So um I think we will be taking a little bit of a hiatus for a one week break while this international break happens. Um but we will make sure to keep you up to date with all the newest or latest Chelsea and Bayern match recaps. So hope you all join us after the interna- international break. Thanks for watching. Peace. Thanks, boxers.